folks, uh, before we go on, I just want to check on some sports stats. You know, keep myself sharp here on the sports, and I'll use my computer and just go in here, and I'm going to check. Okay. Welcome back to Too Much Tip. I'm one of your hosts, KJ Ellis. KJ on the mic. On the mic, right what out is the gate. Up. Opposite of my right, Dylan Shivery. Man, two. Wow, this doesn't happen. No. I got intro t- for the first time twice. Mm. Two consecutive episodes. This is a big, big day for me. Of course, Dave's not here though. So. That's right. We did uh yeah. we did a little shopping on the free agent market. Went for the two for one deal. No Micah Weiner in the house. <laughs> yeah, no, no Micah in the house. No Micah, no Dave. But we do have the venerable. Is that a good word to use here? I think so. I don't know. Who knows? The notorious Will DeFreeze in the house. What's up, Will? Great to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, I don't want to say the squad's in disarray because I think the squad's actually doing better no. than ever, which is why why we have the modified crew today. But yeah. if there's ever a time to have a modified crew, it's uh, probably the week after there's no NFL games and no college games. So this is good for everybody. And, and having a child is also a, a good excuse not to be here. So we do excuse Dave. I don't know if I excuse him. I think it's kind of a cop out. But. Big ups to Rhodes, though. Is Ro- does Rhodes not like sports? We, it, it, TBD. Okay. It's hard to say at this point. Do we know if Rhodes has an at yet? I, I don't know. I don't mm, know. Probably you got to think they got in early on that SEO. Like they decided back in September. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we got to get this. It has to happen. <laughs> Hold it down for Rhodes. This will only enhance his, his <laughs> followers. <laughs> get in on the ground floor, if you oh will. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, big show today. And by big show, I mean there's like four events that we're going to talk about. But I don't think you'll be uh, without satisfaction because we don't have it today. But coming back next week, Dip Tips, 833-371-DIP. Hear your voice on this very podcast and hear me talk shit about how bad your question is. (laughs) Typically on Mondays. I guess we didn't hear from Dave on if we got any uh, playable voicemails. I shot him a message this okay. morning, and he said he did have some. And I told him, don't worry about it. Okay. Um, we'll save them. So we'll save them for next week. Yeah. Luckily enough, happened over the weekend. It's the, you know, obviously the weekend between, you know, before the Super Bowl. There's not, not much going on sports-wise. Yeah. It is a uh, we slow week. We didn't have many senior bowl opinions come through on the dip tips line, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think Ellinger to a, a touchdown. Hey. My sources said he looked great That's all week. That's cool. That's new. That's cool. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Sorry. Kellen Mond, the MVP. But yeah, we got, we got uh, some, some golf controversy. I think there's a soccer story we're going to talk about that Will's excited to I wish it was soccer because it would be a controversy. Controversy. Okay. Yeah. I don't hate it. Um, but in the meantime, if you haven't heard our episode from Thursday, I know we don't do a lot of uh, post-promo here, but I can't say enough about how proud I am of us stepping outside of our comfort, our comfort zone and uh, – Knocking out the Tiger documentary review. That was a fun conversation. We we went like a little bit over an hour. I felt like we could have gone too easily. Yeah. There was a lot to cover on that and that doc. Pretty good stuff. And yeah, we uh, our conversation was a lot of fun. I admittedly have only seen part one. I okay. watched part one last night. I'd been putting it off because I was just so afraid of Tiger being ruined for me mm. by this documentary. It turns out part one didn't ruin Tiger for me. It just ruined Earl for me. Uh, a lot of people... We're saying that they were a little too hard on Tiger, um, but you know, he uh, some of it was earned. Like he, <laughs> a lot he he's done some shit, yeah, and he got caught in his in his 
career, which was on you know on pace to be the best of all time, got completely derailed. I'll say this going into episode two, make a mental note of where you have Tigrat right now. Make a mental note of where you have the National Enquirer in your personal opinion. And then uh, post episode two, let me know who remains okay. closer to their original watermark. But, I like yeah, that. Go check, those, uh, go check that episode out. Uh, also, shop.washmedia.co. Washmedia.shop? There we go. Thank you. I'm glad we got a professional in here. <laughs> Somebody find it. Go check that out. Dippy's out there in the wild. You should be doing this for Dippy as I am every day. Getting some pictures roll in. Yeah. People wearing the stuff out there. I love the much Dippy shirt so much. I, we, need, we need a Dippy dog toy. Dippy's got swag. Man, I need it. Need mm -hmm. it. All the swag. I taught Parks the word swag over the weekend. He's really into it. Does he do what his dad does and then just overuse it for the next three months? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he's watching this this YouTube show. This dude is like a gamer. And I was like... He said, and he's just a, he's a tool. I said, Parks, this dude has no swag. He said, what, what is swag? So now I, I'm going up to him like, dude, you don't have any swag either. And he's like, he, you know, clenching fists at me and stuff. It's funny. <laughs> what the Arthur meme? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's how many, how many months away are we from Parks setting up a phone like down in the corner of the room and just checking his chain? And, hey. Oh my, dude, yeah. yeah what's up with the chain? Yeah. Is his chain hanging low? He or got what? a, he got a. Um, he got a chain for Christmas from his grandmother. Swag. It has a little cross on it. <laughs> it's swag. It's swag. But he, uh, like, if, and when I get him dressed in the morning, the first thing he does is reach in and, like, he pulls it out. I'm like, dude, who are you? Where'd you learn Damn. that? Damn. It's so funny. So, yeah, we took pics on, um, uh, on yesterday. Yeah. His mom came to pick him up, and uh, it was Stella's birthday is today. Happy birthday, Stella. I don't think she's listening, but in case. And we did pics in our front yard. And uh, he's like, oh, hold on. And he pulls his chain out. Like, there it is. On. That's such a That's flag. Swag. He, and the thing is, he tucked it in before just so he could pull it out and make a scene. Yeah, exactly. When, when, when he asked me what that what swag meant, I should have been like, you know, remember earlier in the front yard when you pulled your chain out? That's what swag is. <laughs> Were the gutters overloaded in your neighborhood after that? <laughs> oh, jeez. Come on, dude. He's five. What's your problem? What we're trying to say is Rhodes has a good role model to look up to. Oh, okay. Well, a cooler older cousin. I think so. I think he'll be a. I think he'll be a good older friend. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Parks maybe, and Roads. How old's Parks now? He'll be six this month. Maybe maybe Parks will be in his sixth year of college and he'll like be able to haze Rhodes. <laughs> yeah, that'd, that'd be, be sick. He's just a super super senior. Oh please please no. Living at the house. Please no. That's that name. I don't know if y'all had older siblings at any point in the same school where, like, you get into class and, oh, like, yeah. oh I had your brother or your sister. Oh, you're going to be trouble. Like, I guess with your okay. last name, they definitely would see that coming. They'd be like, there's no chance of exactly, the other exactly. family. Yeah. We had the same thing. And luckily for me, my sister was very good in school, yeah. well-behaved. She was great. And so I, I got to I got to coast the entire time. It was beautiful. It's like, oh, you're Betsy's brother? Like, <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> they loved it. Mm. Let's dive in here. Oh, yeah, let's talk some NFL. There's a pretty big football game coming up this weekend, guys. We got the Super Bowl. One thing that this past week has definitely made me realize is just what the next six months of, like, this, the NFL does a great job of filling in all the gaps with combine talk, draft talk, free agency, training camps back. They fill in the gap well. But this past week makes me realize, like, even terrible games, like, I could do with a color rush game like one Sunday a week because yesterday was brutal. Yeah, so what you're saying is after Sunday we we're going to be without football for the next uh, six, six months. Six months or so, six yeah. Six months or so. That's very unfortunate. Our, this early on, I mean, we will uh, do our season finale of Dip Picks. 
uh, and I've added in some prop bets to round out the number of things. I was going to pitch. We should all pick like one prop bet we're really excited about, and like kind of make that ours for the for Thursday show. Has to happen. Yeah, has. To I love happen. a good prop bet. Oh yeah, same here. And uh, right now, I think the Chiefs are favored by three. Yeah. Yeah. We got Mahomes, Brady. That's awesome. Feels good. That's awesome. Um, well, we'll dive in. We'll do a deep dive yeah. on what we think will happen in the game. Uh, maybe spend some of this time doing a little dig into the weekend's backlog. Will you have any uh, feel for how that halftime show is going to look? Man, I I want the weekend to come out and uh, actually have the full makeup on that he's been having lately. I want that. <laughs> like, I think that would be awesome, and it would be the weirdest way to. I feel like all of the every Super Bowl show is like almost like a a farewell, the cherry on top of a very good career of a mm-hmm. lot of these people. Like, Shakira's not putting out heat right now, is she? Unless I'm mistaken. I don't I mean, think so. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I love Shakira. <laughs> but, like, you know, her and J-Lo, they're not really putting out bangers anymore. But having them last year, you know, it was a cherry on I top of their careers. People, people forget I saw JT perform at the Super Bowl. Yeah, he's still, he's still rolling. But, you know. No, he's, not, he's not putting out heat anymore, though. What was, right. what was the last album he put out? The last, the last noticeable, notable song that I could even name was Can't Stop This Feeling. I was going to say Trolls soundtrack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me tell you, watching a live performance inside, um, first of all, that stadium in uh, Minnesota, mm-hmm. it's bigger. It thinks bigger than Jerry World. It is absolutely massive. And I could, I mean, I had to get binoculars out to even see JT on the other side of the field. It was you brought binoculars to the Super Bowl. I didn't, but if I would have needed on a them, on a stick, I would the, have needed them. Dave does if that I right. were to, and it, I, I could barely hear. It was awful there. Acoustics but I, I didn't, bad. Yeah, I didn't have front row seats, obviously. That's lame. So what I'm trying to say is <laughs> watching it on TV far superior than watching it inside a stadium like that. Does the weekend have a ca- the catalog to fill this out? That's Are my you only kidding? Are you kidding? Are they going to bring in other people? Dude, the weekend has a lot of bangers. The weekend definitely has some heat to bring. My concern is how much heat does the weekend have that's not about sex or drugs? To like zero overtly enough to like be played through, zero. Like, yeah, yeah, like the he'll subject he'll just, like he'll censor some, some, but <laughs> are most of his songs about like sex and drugs, like, cocaine, cocaine specifically. That dude yeah. loves doing coke, like, I just he feel loves like it. yeah, it's just gonna be an interesting thing. But I am a, I'm a mid key weekend fan, I like the weekend. I've had one opportunity to see him live in concert, and it was on Sunday of ACL, and I did what I do every Sunday of ACL, I don't go tap out, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I skip, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but the second he starts playing like some of the heat from the new album, like I'm gonna be very, very happy. I'm trying to find what award show it was, but am Star I Boy? wrong in remembering that uh, the weekend also? Oh, I'm sorry, I am wrong. Getting mixed up with Miguel. Miguel kicked a woman in the face at the Billboard Awards. I thought it was the weekend jumping over. You know though how the award show stages where it's like you've got a platform here and you're out on a little island, uh-huh. another mm-hmm. platform. Miguel's was trying to make a move to jump from one platform back to the stage. Oh, here. an accidental kicking. <laughs> and he oh, caught a face. Okay. Oh, yeah. Came up a little short. He caught a body. S- someone caught a shoe. Are Miguel <laughs> and the, the, the person that got kicked in the face, are they on good terms? Or? <laughs> <laughs> it's been eight years, but, uh, you know, you got to think they came away with more than just passes to the next Billboard Awards. It gets a lot worse in the weekend, you know. I, I am a excited lot. for the weekend to, yeah. to be performing. Yeah. I, I don't want, like, some old old – dudes on stage playing some songs that we heard 30 years ago yeah i want the new hits and i want some fun we had a good six or seven year run of like tom petty rolling stones all of that and aerosmith i think was that one year where they threw like seven different people on stage 
I want the weekend to come out and blow it out of the water. I also don't want him to come back and like drive it to the point where they're like, all right, next year we're rolling out Beck. Is this going to be live or pre-recorded? <laughs> no since... offense to Beck. Please, no Beck. I, I, I think, think it's a... going to be like every year. He's going to be in stadium. It's going to be live, but it's probably going to be on a significant delay. Oh, okay. Like they'll go to commercial. I was just wondering because of COVID, I, but they are having – I think like thirty percent capacity in the stadium. Twenty-two thousand or so fans. Twenty-five. I was 000. wondering how the live part of that's going to play in, but I guess it's going to be pretty normal. So never mind. Probably doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'll figure it out. Yeah. Ever since Janet Jackson, I think they have to do a significant delay on the halftime shows. Your boy was. I'm so pissed. I was chatting she on MSN the titty Messenger. Out. I was chatting on MSN Messenger <laughs> when that happened, so I completely missed it. Like second halftime came in, I was like, oh, I got to go talk to the the ladies on MSN. And then, yeah. then, <laughs> then all of a sudden I heard my dad just go like, what? Yeah, it was a, it was kind of a big deal, turns out. A lot of people saw Titty that day. They weren't expecting it. It would have been the, probably the first time I ever saw it not on the computer screen. I what am, year was that? Ooh, 2000, if I had to guess, 2002, 2003. So it wasn't the first time I saw it not on a computer screen. I, I had seen right. American Pie at that point. Cindy Margolis was known to be the most downloaded woman on the internet for years yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, janet <laughs> snuck in and took that title soon after wow. um so yeah other than that the nfl trade or i guess the nfl trade the big trade big i'm glad we trade. have will for this and it affects it affects will's lions of it course. does affect my lions so rams trade golf two first rounds two first round picks and a third round pick to detroit for matt stafford mm-hmm. i'll yield the floor and Will, as someone, how long have you been a Lions fan? All, all of your my entire life. Yeah, life? the the first and only playoff win that I ever saw, I think, was in 1990. I was mm-hmm. three years old. Um, to be clear, the, the the first round picks are 2022 and 2023. Yes, so, they're not correct. this year's right. first round or anything. And that, that's because they already traded their 2020 Dude, <laughs> first round pick. for Jalen Ramsey. Yes. They haven't had a first, aren't they not going to have a first round pick for like six straight years or something? What are yeah. they doing between uh, 2017 when they sent their first to the Titans, 2018 to the Patriots, 19 to the Falcons, Jack. Yeah. have last yeah. year's and this year's, and then Lions, 22 and 23. Awful. Awful. That's a lot. What do you think, Will? I mean, so I've been a Matthew Stafford fan since before he was even a Lion. Like, I knew that the Lions would have a very good shot at having the first pick in the NFL draft when he was at Georgia. And so I followed Georgia pretty hard that entire season. I really enjoyed Matthew Stafford. I just thought it was going to be a, a franchise-altering pick. It turned out it was, I guess. But at the end of the day, my group chat is very, very divided on this. But at the end of the day, I, I'm ready for him to go. I'm sorry, but, like, you've had one playoff win. Yeah, I mean, No, he's had zero playoff wins, two playoff appearances. Granted, he played the Cowboys and the Saints, and the Saints absolutely blew us out, and the Cowboys won off of a couple bad calls. And is, I mean, obviously, it's much more about the guys around him than yes. it is him. Yes, I think he is a pretty good to very good NFL quarterback. Does, is Jared Goff like the replacement? I don't know. I'm confused by this trade, honestly. I to me, it seems like the Lions made out like bandits here. Yeah. Yeah. Because Jared Goff, not only is he a lot younger than Matt Stafford, he's good. Like he was a first round or first overall pick. Um is he first overall good? I don't know, but he's he's definitely a good quarterback and all these picks to go along with him. I want the Lions side if I'm in if I'm on this trade. You definitely want the Lions side. I think that I think the Rams got fleeced. Like you just can't. I don't think you give that up for Matt Stafford. And I did think Stafford was older than he actually is. He's only 32. He, I got 34, 35 vibes from him. <laughs> I was trying to make a case in my group chat to like the guys that I was talking to. I was trying to make a case like, no, he's old. He's and I was like, oh, he's 32. Yeah. 
Tom Brady's like 50. And that's, I think, what's screwing up a lot of people's approach to like, okay, what's the longevity of this career going to look like for all quarterbacks right now? Because what Drew Brees has done, uh, Aaron Rodgers is what, 36? Uh, Drew Brees just retired at 40, 41, I guess. Uh, Phillip Rivers played until his late 30s. So it's becoming more and more the norm of quarterbacks who don't suffer significant knee injuries. Even those that do are able to come back and play into their early 40s serviceably, assuming they didn't rely heavily on the run. Um, So if I'm the Rams, I get Matt Stafford with two years left on his contract, relatively favorable contract. Like it's not like they're, you know, spending more money at the quarterback position than they were with golf. Golf had a huge contract as well. And he was stuck for four years. Um, So you've got Stafford for about, I think it's like $42 million remaining on a two year deal. If you can re-sign him, I think the value of this trade goes up precipitously to use a huge word here. Wow, dude. But if, if golf is gone, I'm sorry, if if Stafford's gone and or, uh, and or um, things don't pan out or work for him, then the Rams are going to look like idiots. I don't care about a first-round pick if I've still got a franchise quarterback that's performing at a top-10 level. Um, Definitely a higher risk. Higher risk on the on the Rams side. Mm-hmm. The Lions, uh, if golf doesn't work out, okay. Well, we got three other picks to go along with it, including two first-rounders in, in the next couple of years. Let's go after a quarterback. Yeah, mind you, the the Rams, the rest of the team is reasonably solid. You've got a very young running back in Cam Akers. No, no they're good. That's yeah. a good football team. A top three defense, or top, I think they were fourth in defensive efficiency, but a top performing defense with the number one player in the NFL, you know, arguably with Aaron Donald. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey, one top three corners in the league. And you've got serviceable people around them on the defense. The big question I've got for them is they're going to need some staples on that offensive line to hold this all together. Whit- Andrew, Andrew Whitworth, um, longtime Bengal, re- but been with the Rams. I think he's going to retire. Um, so if they can figure out their tackle position, then and they're going to have to do it all without any first round picks. Exactly. They they <laughs> they, they may not quote unquote have needed um, these picks. So either McVeigh is going to come out looking like Bill O'Brien or you know the next yeah. Belichick. Well, if I'm you, I'm excited about. I this. was I was getting really excited for Justin Fields being our quarterback. I was like all in for some reason, and now I'm like okay, I guess I guess I get to pivot to golf. But like. I, for me, my Lions fandom has taken a, a big hit since moving to Texas. We get zero nationally yeah. televised games down here. Uh, because of my shitty cable access, I don't have Red Zone, mm-hmm. and so I have to illegally stream it. And I've been put in a position these last few years where the Lions get off to a real shit start, and my inspiration to watch them goes way downhill. Yeah. That being said, I had no faith in Patricia. And with the new regime here, I think I'm I think I'm more in than ever. Like, if we're biting kneecaps, and <laughs> I got I want a mouthful. Give it to me. <laughs> Give it to me. Dude, both kneecaps, too. But I, I wish Stafford the best. Like, it's not – the way that I look at this trade for, from a Lions fan perspective is that we, I've seen my two favorite Lions of all time, for a lot of people, have been Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson, and both stopped their careers early because they were tired of losing with the Detroit Lions. I don't want Matthew Stafford to have to make that decision in his life. I want him to go somewhere, be successful. There is a 100% chance that I will watch as many – Rams games next season as Lions games, wow. especially wow. if the Rams are better than the Lions. like Which they will be. Yeah. So there, I will be watching Matthew Stafford closely for the next few years, next few seasons. Fair. I think the only other um, 
factor that plays in here, Micah did make the statement or ask the question, is Jared Goff the least likely quarterback to bite a man's kneecap in a fight? I think that's fair. Josh yeah. Rosen might have some things to say about that. but Yeah, uh, he seems pretty, uh, I don't know if soft is the right word, but he's not a deep Fit threat. in California. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he, Very mellow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Not a Are big, they going to be biting kneecaps in practice and stuff? You got to think. You got to practice somehow. I don't think you, I, I feel like they should make a rule for that. It's clear to me that the Lions are making this decision so that they can give themselves time to build around the future quarterback, mm-hmm. which I think is good. Most teams in this situation, you would jump out of Justin Fields, yeah. have nobody else to put it around. The Lions actually do have, I think, one Pro Bowl lineman uh, on their team, and you've got TJ Hawkinson, but they're several parts away from yes. being competitive, especially with where the Packers are and who knows what the Bears actually are and the Vikings also good enough just to split games each year. So. Any chance they still go after Fields or somebody early? Yeah, I mean – I think that you can do that, and somebody else will take Goff. Goff isn't a Josh Rosen. Um, He definitely regressed since the Super Bowl. Uh, I think he was tied for second in interceptions over the last two years, and now this might be Sean McVay saying, hey, a lot of these picks were Jared Goff's problem and not, you know, circumstance. But at the same time, Sean McVay is in control of uh, decision-making for player personnel in the Rams, and you've got a lot of money out there that's owed to Todd Gurley and to Jared Goff. So, like. Who's the genius, you know? Right. Uh, you can't say it's them until this works out. I don't know. Okay. Um, one other – yeah, I think that's all we need for NFL. Let's wait till the chips fall with Deshaun Watson. Aaron Rodgers is going nowhere. The Packers reiterated that. The Texans are digging in saying that Watson's not going anywhere. Um, so maybe we're not seeing the the NBA – style free agent or like off season as far as moving all these stars at quarterback as, as people hope we would. I love a good awkward standoff between like star players and you know it Deshaun Watson here. Yeah. It's just, just like w- watching Harden Houston from afar, not having well, any investment. I loved it. Watching I was Harden, like, Dude, yeah. I, I actually enjoy this. Watching Harden take the floor knowing that he doesn't want to be there. No one wants him there, but he's gotta be there. It's just so awkward and if it's not my team I really enjoy it. It's just it's great. It's great. Watson, man. Yes, it really looks like they're not going to move him. Mm-mm. And right now he just signed a four-year deal for $150 million or somewhere in that ballpark. And uh, the as it stands, if the Texans wanted to be assholes about this, like Watson can retire and the Texans own his rights. You unretire because he's, what, 25 right now? Um, that contract's still valid once you come out of retirement. They still own your rights. And then they could franchise him three times after that. So they've got him for up to seven years if they wanted to dig Jeez. in here. So he's not going anywhere without, you know, they Cal got, McNair being sign happy off about on it. it. Yeah. yeah, so somebody's got to be more desperate than, um, I won't say than the Rams were, but someone's going to, it's going to cost a lot more to get a 25-year-old Sean Watson than a 32-year-old yeah. Matt Stafford. That really screws the market. And I don't see that happening. Golf time. Golf what time. the hell? Golf time. Yeah, I had to I reluctantly remind Dave that, you know, Patrick Reed won a tournament on the same weekend the Rhodes was born. That was a but, ruthless text last we can, night. we can try and forget <laughs> yeah, about it. Yeah, in the circling back text last night, uh, it's it's just me, Dylan, Dave. It's, uh, you know, it's it's what it is. And uh, Dylan just hit Dave with, like, such a rude text. I know. I feel bad. Well, he's, he loves Victor. 
Hovland. Hovland, Hovland, how you say it? Hovland? Hovland. I don't know. And he was threatening for, you know, early on Sunday. I was like, it'd be tight if, if Victor won uh, the same weekend that, that Rhodes was born, but it did not work out that way. Yeah, Dylan sent a text last night at uh, around, was this last night? or the, Yeah, it was, it was last, last night. night. Yeah, yeah. It just says, we don't have to talk about Patrick Reed winning on Rhodes' birth weekend. Dude, what's your problem? <laughs> he, took, he took it well. You know, Dave was thinking Damn. about Dave Reed. Reed Ruff. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Was he really? No, that would have been terrible. Uh, yeah. Uh, what well, I mean, what tournament was this? Let me say for Farmers like Insurance it, Open. How important is this tournament relative? Obviously, not a major, but relative to the other non-majors, first do people big, typically care about this tournament. Yes, it's one of the first. It's first big tournament of the year mm-hmm. where you get the big names. You yeah. get your. I mean, obviously not this time, but you, that's where you get Tiger. Mm-hmm. That's where you get everyone big, and it also helps that it's always held at Torrey Pines, which everyone loves. Yes, like. I mean, because a lot of a lot of golf enthusiasts have played Torrey Pines because it's a public course you can mm-hmm. get onto. And as someone who's played, I mean, you've played it, yeah, numerous times, just once, South Course. Like, but it's fun to watch and see how you and see that kind of stuff. And you can even go to Torrey Pines these days, and especially now, and you can actually hit from some of the tee boxes they hit off of there because they're still there. And it just shows you the gap between people like us and and the the pros. So it's one of my favorite tournaments to watch. I actually didn't catch a lot of it this weekend because of just circumstances. Yeah. But it's one of those tournaments that whenever I see it, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to watch the majority of this. It certainly shows almost as well as any course I can think of if I'm just passing through and you know, nobody's clicking through channels these days. But if I just turn on golf, I'm like, okay, where are they playing? What, you know, who's playing? Who's in the lead? Like you see Tory Pines on TV, you're like, okay, I'll stop down and watch like this mm-hmm. Game of Thrones-esque course. Obviously, it's in Southern California, not in uh, Ireland. Um, is Jim Nance traveling for this, or is he just walking out of his backyard and hopping on the car? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I mean, he could probably just hop out and just go go chill. This is where he lives, right? I'm not mixing that up with another. Course. I don't know. I have no idea. Where I he believe lives. Nance. It's not Pebble. Maybe he lives at Pebble. That's he might live at I'm, Pebble. I'm glad you're correcting me there because I was like, I know he lived at one of the two because we got that video two or three weeks back where he was calling some randos like shot in Jim Nance's voice and that like made their day. Oh really? They were just happened to be playing oh, as he was like that. walking that the dog. Awesome. Yeah, it's Pebble where Nance lives. Okay. That's that's the place where he actually has a hole like yes. out of his thing. Yeah, it must be nice. Same, same but different. The so, Vineyard, Vineyard Vines collection paid for that hole. <laughs> the internet blew up on what, Saturday? Saturday. To use a, a real good cliche. Um, because Patrick Reed Known cheater. Known cheater. Okay. He is. All di- the, whole, the sand deal. I'll, 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 we'll, we'll come okay. back to that here briefly. Patrick Reed did something on what, 10? Is that the hole that this went down on? I'm not know? sure. I think so. I, I think it's 10. If it's not, you know, I'll go F myself. That's not necessary. Dude, details stink. I watched this. I'm going to explain this from a non golf person's point of view. Okay. Patrick Reed, you know, bigger guy, hateable face, has won the Masters before. Um, According to legend, has a spouse who's very involved in his life and, and basically Aaron Rodgers and him away from the rest of his family. Mm-hmm. All of these things so far check out is not going to attract the most uh, grace from uh, golf fandom. If something were to be controversial. And in this case, there was a lot of rain the day before. Mm-hmm. So they were uh, enacting. They were going with the rule that basically if you have an embedded ball, you were allowed to drop the ball within a club length of where the ball was embedded. Embedded meaning below 
the natural serve lying surface of the ground, correct? Correct. However, if a ball bounces... By definition, that's not a plug. Then that's not something that you can right. take advantage of this rule, correct? Mm -hmm. yeah. The ball would have to not bounce and stick into the ground. And if it bounces, that's just an indicator that it didn't. Stick. no ball yeah. can stick into the ground after a bounce. Even off of concrete? Or it just wouldn't matter? Like, I don't think it would even matter. Okay. I don't think even off concrete, I think the velocity change would be so significant that it would just be really hard unless it literally went into like the muddiest of, of grass. Right. Probably and like agreed. Dylan, like Dylan's backyard, like that, like grass that's never taken care of. <laughs> that's not that fair. Unnecessary but okay. shots. Okay. Um, and I don't mean the concrete that's visible if you've seen the video here, because obviously you're not going to bounce a ball and it's going to land a foot away. All right. So Patrick Reed walks up to the ball. He asks somebody who was standing there, me, golf idiot. I thought that was someone who worked the event. Apparently it was just a volunteer. Okay. As he's approaching, he says, did it bounce? They say no. Very audibly, very clear. Patrick Reed walks up, either she marked it, the person he asked, or he marked it. In the post uh, press conference, he says the volunteer had already marked the ball. He picks up the ball, checks the spot, sets the ball down where he wants it later, and then calls over a rule official. To me, I'm like, all right, cool, whatever, seems weird. But then the announcers were pointing out that there was something awry, and then smart people tell me what the hell happened that mattered so much after that. Will knows this better than I do because I kind of – Why was this an issue, well. I guess, the order of events? Because he essentially – Because you call the official over after he moved the, you picked up the ball? Yes. Why? So he, he, what he should have done and, when, and what you're supposed to do is leave the ball embedded so that okay. somebody can make the, the official ruling that it was embedded. Instead, he relied on a volunteer to essentially say like, oh, it didn't bounce. And then from there, he just removed all evidence. And so – okay. Whether or not the ball was embedded, you can just never absolutely know. And the the circumstances that came out of this were that he got to drop within a club length. Mm -hmm. He got to drop in a very favorable section. Of, I mean, for for people like us, it doesn't really matter what the grass is doing. For right. pro golfers, if you can set your ball and the grain of the grass and do whatever, you're going to be in a much better position around the green to put a chip close than than what you would if your ball is absolutely oh, it's a huge buried in the rough. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, because he essentially just got rid of all the evidence, that's when everyone started getting up in arms over it, which they should be. And there, there's a, a precedent has been set with Patrick Reed. It's not like some, you know, so, first-time offender going out there and just screwing up. Like, this dude has been caught before. I watched the video cheating. of the Hero Tournament or whatnot. That's where he basically dug his way out of the sand. Yeah, so he, a couple he smoothed wins, out. Right? Behind the ball, he smoothed out with his with his wedge. Okay, that to me that was almost more egregious than oh, what he was did extremely. this time. It was like, because it's very obvious what you, what you're doing. And he did it twice. Uh, I'm not sure. Like, if he did or it twice. at least on the video I saw today, like he went back with a practice swing, moved sand, reset, moved sand again, and then took his shot. So that it was it was stood clear. out to me like okay, you can't do that. It was clear what he was doing. Yeah, like just to be clear, like. If I overshoot a ball on a green, am I able to go back and stop it with my foot if I can catch up to the ball? I mean, I, yeah, you, yeah, you can just kick that's my hole. understanding. You can just kick it in the hole okay. if you want to. Yeah, it doesn't matter. A little, um, little foot wedge. With the Patrick Reed situation, is it more – what's giving him the bigger advantage? Being out of the depth of the rough or the angle from where he dropped the ball? Because in the audio, it seemed like he was trying to make a bigger deal of like, oh, we should certainly set it here because this, like he was talking about the angle way more than the lie with his caddy and with the official. And he's like, do you confirm this is okay? 
And I don't know if he was just trying to blow some smoke bullshit after he knew what he just did. The vibe that I got from him, and I could be completely off on this, the vibe that I got was that he was doing that just to make, just to move on. And right. not let a conversation start occur. The rules official, you can see. So the PGA Tour, in in the spirit of transparency, which I think we can all get behind, is one of the most transparent companies course, in the world. Of course. Uh, the, the PGA Tour put out an entire recap of what happened. Mm-hmm. And so that's fine and everything. But the rules official that was standing there in the four and a half minute video that they put out on Twitter, he's just kind of standing there silent the entire time. And I feel like you can see his wheels turning like, oh, man. This might come down and bite me at some point. Like this just doesn't look good. Okay. Uh, but I got the, I got the feeling that they were just trying to move it along so that they didn't have to have that discussion anymore. When did this become so, not not the cheating, but when did at home guy with the phone calling into tournaments? Like what, I remember a couple of different instances in the past. Like when did the fans become so involved in like trying to become like. Hey, that guy's cheating. Like, make a big uh, deal of this to the point where the PGA has to respond. Like, how recent is that? I, I don't know. I mean, with, with social media, it, it, everyone has I, a voice now. Helps, but, yeah. yeah, there was a – I believe it was an LPGA event, the, the, like the most egregious example of that. Some woman, like, marked her ball in the green, and then when she replaced it, she had it, like, half an inch or an inch off from where it's supposed to be. Or maybe she marked it in the wrong spot or something. I don't even know if she marked it. I think she just pointed at the ball and said, this is where it was. And then he asked her if it bounced. And she's... No, no I'm, talking, I'm talking about something else. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And, yeah, some dude called in like, hey, that, she marked that ball in the wrong spot. <laughs> like, what a dickhead. What are you doing? Yeah, you can't just – you can do that, but it's like, what, what's your problem? What, 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 are you, what are you getting from this? How it's much like money that... do you have on the guy in second right now? Okay, so then that, that answers my question as far as, like, I get – Yes, a rule was broken. Patrick Reed ended up winning the tournament by, what, four or five shots in the end. Victor Havel choked his yeah, way out of this on Sunday. Yeah, it ended up being close. So, obviously, in that point, Saturday, you don't know that that's going to be the outcome and you want to you know, be on the up and up. But people seem to be so over-the-top angry at this. And I was like, okay, why? But I didn't because think it, it, about the fact that gam- not just purity of sport, but the gambling part is a big fucking deal. And, and just because it's Patrick Reed. Okay. And people hate Patrick Reed. So you including, think that's including bigger guys than... on tour. It has a lot to do with it, okay. for sure. Noted, if noted. someone extremely likable did this, if if Tommy Fleetwood did this, it's not a big deal. Okay. People are going to call it out, yeah. but people aren't going to be pissed off like because this. Because McElroy apparently had a similar thing. Exactly. I only know this because fucking Patrick Reed's Twitter account yes. screamed it in all caps. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, noted friend of the pod, Tron Carter from NLU, said at some point you have to accept that the guy's a complete sociopath and just tip your hat. <laughs> and it's like, you know, yeah, like yeah. he, he kind of mis Patrick Reed afterwards misrepresented the what the rules official said to him in the, mm-hmm. the post round presser. And it's just a bad look. Like you can't just cover up when there's cameras on you all the time. Yeah. And so whatever happened, what didn't happen, it's just people are going to pile on Patrick Reed much faster because it's Patrick of Reed. Course. And I understand it. Like, remember when we were at Grand X and we got an advanced copy of that slaying the tiger book? Do you remember that? No. You might have not gotten – I don't think everyone got one, but if you, like, went out and wanted one, they would get you one. Yeah. And a lot of the Patrick Reed section was about his time at the community college. Augusta State? Yeah, whatever it was, and and how his teammates hated him there, Mm -hmm. the things that he did there. Well, he started at Georgia. Yes. Transferred to Augusta. Yeah. And so it was a lot about those teammates not liking him and and the things that he did. And, you know, whether or not all that's fair is up to whoever wants to believe it. 
But it just he has such a bad reputation that he just needs to understand you can't do th- you can't open yeah. yourself up to looking even worse. But at this point, he doesn't care. I don't think he gives a shit. I watched the press conference, and so me not knowing every detail of his past, like, you know, mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. He looked at the camera, he was asked, answering the questions, and, like, I know the guy isn't likable or well-liked, but the way that he framed the conversation after having watched the video, too, I was like, okay, well, he said that she marked it. I didn't see that happen. I did see him walk up, ask a person who was standing right where the ball was. Did it bounce? No, and then that little differentiation was important because then later that rules official certainly did come up and utters the question like, oh, okay, you already moved it? Yeah, yeah. And then I think that's the part that Will's talking about. Like his wheels were fucking moving at, at you know, knowing he's going to be the center of attention. And, of I, course, all this brings to light uh, his what we think is a burner account. Right? Yes, this, run is, by this is the real. This is where I sit back like – this I've, I've heard about this for years, though. Like, this isn't a super new development. Okay. But anytime, of course, there's a, any kind of controversy around the guy, people start, their buzz, you know, picks up again. What got him caught? The all-caps Rory tweet, or was there something else that was also said? Well, like I said, uh, there's been rumor of this for a long time now mm-hmm. because there's an account, I think it's like Golf Facts or something. It's, it's, go- it's called Golf Facts, and the at is at use, U-S-E, Golf Facts. And this account basically just spins every tweet defending Patrick Reed on stuff. They defend Patrick Reed. They talk shit about other players. Like when, after the whole uh, Justin Thomas thing, I think they had some some tweets just and ripping him. I think even the, it like has claimed to have like inside knowledge of stuff that like only people inside the camp would know. Like it's kind of revealing like that a little bit. One of the most ridiculous tweets I saw from them from the weekend was that they were complaining. It was, this was an old tweet, but they were complaining when they released the uh, PGA 2K21 video game. And this account was chirping them for only using uh, Justin Thomas on the cover and how they need to have more people on the cover. And it's like, really, dude? And then they started making fun of Justin Thomas's outfit on the cover, saying that it wasn't patriotic or something, which if you know oh Patrick Reed, he loves wearing patriotic colors. Okay. It's just like, dude, we get it. Yeah, there's a speculation that it's run by his wife, which I don't know if anyone can confirm or not. But, yeah, this account and Patrick Reed's official verified account tweeted out the exact same thing in all caps. see it. That the, was the, the Rory tweet that you mentioned and earlier. And left it up there. The, at least left up the Patrick Reed account tweet. I don't know about the other one. Now, it is conceivable that it's just some super fan who's, like, copy and pasting shit that Patrick Reed says and just wants to defend him at all costs. Yeah. Possible. But they but, tweeted it from Patrick Reed's account. But – He's saying right. I'm the saying they could have just like copy and pasted. Like, oh, oh, he's saying this. I'm going to say it too. I'm saying I don't oh, know. We, yeah, we, yeah, don't, yeah. we don't know. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like it, was, speculation. it was in a thread of other tweets from that other account from the PJ's stats, whatever. Like that was responding to things, and then all of a sudden Patrick Reed jumped in, like in the sixth reply, responding to Golf Digest. Yes. <sighs> it's Rory not a did good the look. same. Th- all caps and didn't even re- call a rules official over to deem the ball embedded. End of story. Like what? Okay. Which, again, uh, that proves your point earlier. If you're a likable guy, you're not the face of the weekend. But also, Patrick Reed winning, I think, helps keep this a prominent story. It's, it's also just, like, don't uh, – pe- people were saying, like, okay, Rory did it. But, like, also, Rory doesn't have the reputation of bending the rules and, and making himself – like, making giving himself better positions and, and doing whatever and enhancing his lies. Like the reason that Patrick Reed is getting piled on for is because it, this has happened time and time again. And it's just like, it's, it just is insane yeah. to me. Yeah. If you kind of just own shit, 
apologize for it. Society is very forgiving on stuff like he that. He is the least apologetic person. Yeah, he's I've just seen. like, nah, <laughs> nah. He learned a lot over the last four years. Uh, 63 days out from Masters Week, so, uh, you know, right around the corner. I can't wait. Yes. yes. God. Oh, are we boy. going? Uh, it's hard to say at this are, point. Are you waiting for Dave to come back so you can announce that you somehow have some, like, backdoor <laughs> thing to? I've learned my lesson. I will never go without you guys. Again. Thank you. You can, as long as you just don't like break it to us. As long that as I actually, the company like, that we all way. work for is sending you and not us. Uh, I'm going to throw a, not paying for it. a yellow card out here um, and not just Ocean Avenue. I will say that <laughs> if he breaks the news that he has tickets to this year's, that means he's been holding off for a year because I'm pretty sure the people going this year were the ticket holders from last year. So it's fair. That would be a finesse. We're just like, hey, no, I'm no. telling you guys as soon as you knew. You know, our last year at Grand <laughs> X, uh, there was some some chatter that we were going to get invited back. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I was like, well, okay, if we go again, obviously Dave and we'll have to go. And I said, if we get the green light to go, if we get invited, let me have some fun with them and, like, re-break the same news. <laughs> and then after you guys get pissed off, be like, you guys are going to. Part of that would have been super tough. Part of me on that episode when the Masters came up, I was like, is Dylan about to – like tell us that we're going to the Masters live on air, and then it was <laughs> no, it's no, it's the complete opposite. Oh, going the complete you opposite. You guys are gonna be watching from home. Whatever. At least saw who do you see, Sergio? Sergio. At least it wasn't like Tiger Speed or something. Right. Right. All right. Let's do some uh, quick tips. Turn it up. Let's go. Right off the top. Footy. Will. What's up? What the fuck's happening with? Uh, hold on. Let me get this right. You corrected me earlier. What's happening with Barca? Barca. Yeah, I guess so. Messi's, Messi's wages got leaked. $550 million over the course of his entire contract. That seems like a pretty lucrative contract. Wait, who is this? Messi? Lionel Messi, yeah. Oh. yeah. So this is his signed in 2017, about to expire this year contract. Yeah, so his, his, his contract is up this year, and which means that if they don't re-sign him, he is free to go wherever, and Barcelona gets no money for him. And that's not great for Barcelona. Okay. Um, and so there's, it's very likely that if he does not stay at Barcelona, which I don't think he will, that he will either go to Paris, PSG, mm-hmm. or Manchester City to really? link and build with his old coach who they won a lot together, Pep Guardiola. And so it's going to be very interesting to see how this all pans out. I personally, even though I absolutely hate Manchester City, I would love it if he kind of went to the Premier League. I think it would be really fun for everybody involved. It would probably make City be absolutely unbelievable for a couple years at least. Yeah. But, I mean, they already are really good. They're probably going to win this year. So it, But everyone's very mad about this, and now it's saying that they're, like Messi's going to sue them? Well, what would this do, bigger picture, I guess, to La Liga? Like, if Messi goes to the Premier League, like – would it have any material impact on La Liga's like viability to remain independent? I, I think it would. I think the biggest effect is just that the eyes aren't on it anymore. Ronaldo right. leaving mm-hmm. Madrid last year or two years ago, whatever it was, and Messi leaving. It just kind of. It, what are you looking at now? Like, what's the big? Th- what's the? Who are the big names that you don't know anymore? Which the timing of yeah. You know. For the casual fan, the, mm-hmm. for the casual fan. I mean, I don't watch much La Liga anyway because the teams that I want to watch are the top of the table teams, and they are the teams that we all want to watch. It's uh, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Atletico. I, I, I don't even, I hardly ever watch it. Okay. It's just not something you watch unless it's champions league because it's not re- like readily available in the United States. So you really have to be a hardcore fan to seek out that and actually okay. watch it. 
So as far as like TV access, like they're not one that's going to be suffering due to the pandemic and ad revenue loss. Like every league out there is. Yes. Is my understanding of most leagues or not most leagues, most teams and uh, and clubs are suffering financially. Same can be said for NFL, baseball, everywhere. But I know with the fragmentation of soccer, like things are a little bit more unstable than than most. So with this messy situation, could this impact his desire to remain with Barcelona? Like I, he la, he was already ready to leave. Okay. So at the beginning of this season, they were having a major issue, and he wanted to leave. Like I, I it was at least it was. Messi's pretty private. Okay. Um, but he did want to leave. It was rumored, and so for him to even keep playing, there were jokes like, "Yeah, if he ever if he has got like an important PK at the end of a game sometime, that he's just going to blow it over just to fuck over Barcelona and be like, fuck you guys.'" Not good. Yeah, and so it was just it, it was that kind of vibe, and so him just being there and kind of playing in on this team that is kind of decimated compared to the years previous, mm-hmm. uh, it just hasn't been a good situation for a long time, and as far as major clubs go. Barcelona is one of the clubs that was already kind of in a bad financial situation. Right. And the pandemic just made it exponentially worse. I did see the note. They were like 1.3 billion euros in debt. And so if it comes out that they've paid Messi half of that over the last four years, I can see how some people be a little salty. Tough scene. Um, they also fired their president or the president left the team sometime in the fall. Did that have to do with the messy situation as well? I believe so. Yeah. Because I didn't, fo- admittedly, I didn't follow it as closely as I probably should right. have just because I'm not super invested in La Liga, yeah. but it, the, the club revolves around Messi. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're, I, it's just, if you're not on Messi's side, then you're probably going to make some enemies, but now uh, things have just gotten so bad at Barcelona that I don't really know how it's going to pan out. Um, but we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Look at that. I wish Look I was – admittedly, I wish I was better with La Liga. It's just one of those leagues that falls by the wayside for me. I go by I go by TV coverage. NBC has EPL. Uh, ESPN has Bundesliga. Yep. And so, and the Italian Germany? league. Germany? La Liga right. – yeah. Okay. And La Liga is just harder to – it's harder for me to find, if unless I'm mistaken. But it's just not a league that I, I watch much of. It's got a tight-ass name, though. Dave loves La Liga. <laughs> a lot of leagues, man. There's, there's a lot of leagues, Dylan. <laughs> It's like it's like just think of it as like divisions in football. MLS is trash, isn't it? Like, no, this is trash. Verde. It's not great, but <laughs> there's also rumors of like a lockout happening in the MLS, which would not be great for our boys in uh, the Verde. You see the New Jersey. They try and get paid. Not the, not New Jersey, but did you see the new jersey? No. That they released. It, yeah, I showed it to you. Is it the, dope? the white one? The white one. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's clean. They have a cool sponsor, man. Yeti's cool. Yeti's cool. Their marketing team is doing it. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're teasing their new jerseys a little too much where it's kind of pissing me off as a wannabe fan. Like, I'm like, okay, just give me the jersey. Like, I, I want to <laughs> see it, and I want to I maybe buy one if, if it's cool enough. Yeah, or, you know, send one to the studio. We'd accept all free kits from uh, Austin FC. In Absol- oh, absolutely. more hyper-niche news, Liberty Christian High School in Argyle, Texas. Argyle, for those not local to DFW, is a suburb of Denton. Basically just north of the DFW airport, located between Dallas and Fort Worth. It's a tiny little school with a lot of money. And they are private schools, so they do some recruiting. They've got a new head coach. Their head coach, I guarantee, will have less than five yards after the catch next year. (laughs) They just hired Jason Witten right out of retirement of the NFL as their new head coach. Could you have played for, like, I don't know, 
Craig Biggio in high school is like your your high school coach. How cool is this for the for these kids? That's that's it's incredible. It's awesome. It really is. And uh, I know it's on here already, mm-hmm. but uh, Philip Rivers is going to coach somewhere in where Alabama. Yeah, in Alabama. And I had to look this up because I'd never heard of Fairhope, and I didn't realize Philip Rivers was from Northern Alabama, from Decatur. It's like his hometown. Dude, playing for a coach that's one year removed from playing in the NFL. Sick. That is awesome. What? Like I would be going crazy if I was these kids. What is Philly Riv doing though? Why are you going from like? Dude, he's, this dude loves football. He's like, downgrading his life just for yeah, football. He he's go, going from Southern California he's gonna make to Indianapolis yeah. to Alabama. <laughs> like, dude, stop. <laughs> Retire in Southern California and enjoy yourself. You think he's going to ride from game to game in the back of that same, like, suburban that was retrofitted to have, like, film room up there for him? He should. He lived, like, in San Diego whenever they played in L.A., and it was noted to where he would just be riding from San Diego to L.A. watching film on the back of, like, a van and had somebody drive him each day. I kind of love that. It's, it's, a, it's a pro move. Uh, I'm not shocked about Philip Rivers because at this point, you got to imagine, like, half of his kids could fill out a roster. Uh, the man's got, like, 17 children. Yes. Yeah. Um, I have a question about Jason Witten and Liberty Christian. Mm-hmm. Why did Liberty Christian, uh, in their announcement, why did they tweet this with a grainy fa- family photo from a beach in, like, Seaside, Florida? <laughs> like, it's funny you say Seaside because Jason Witten annually takes trips to watercolor. Uh, Does he? I only know you that. Can just, you can tell by the beach here. Yes. Like, yeah, it's probably Seaside. It is Seaside Watercolor. The local uh, sports talk host in Dallas would run into Jason Witten on the beach every year around, like, beginning of August. Like, this so. this picture's hanging above his fireplace at home. You know? Yeah. Like, it's in, like, a bathroom it's somewhere. It's a weird <laughs> choice for this story. That's, that's what they had to run with. You got to think that... Uh, it's not the intimidating – I mean, if you're a private high school, you're probably not going for the, hey, we just brought in all football, all the time coach. Like, we bought in all-American family man. We got a family – but, like, they, they chose, like – they took a screenshot of the photo <laughs> proofs that the photographer sends you, yeah. Yeah. and they, like, cropped out the watermark. It just doesn't make sense. It's just such a – it's such a grainy-ass photo. Man. Good-looking family, though. Yeah, absolutely. How about that? Are there here's, – here's another question I have regarding uh, Liberty Christian. So are they – Greg Warren's not happy about the hire. Do they have Argyle print on their jerseys? <laughs> Dude, you okay, gotta think. Sir. That would be swag. You gotta think. If not, just opportunity. It would be awesome. Gotta think uh, if your life puts you to be the first reply in a private, a small private high school's uh, tweet saying hiring a guy with no coaching experience as head coach, this program has really gone downhill. If that's your life, that's saying a lot. <laughs> I, I, you know. Best of luck to the Trinity, uh, Liberty, Christian, probably Eagles. I have no idea. The Argyle. They're just a pattern. <laughs> They're just the Argyle. I like it. Like the Stanford Cardinal. Mm-hmm. Um, Philip Rivers, his school that he's coaching at is actually not far from uh, Seaside. Well, actually, it is. it's over near Gulf Shores. To all um, our Seaside listeners, I want to give a big shout out to my favorite restaurant in Seaside, Pickles. Pickles. Okay. If you name your restaurant after Pickles, I'm in. Do they have a dope pickle? They got really good fried pickles. Oh, yeah. Let's go. If you if you have a restaurant named Pickles and your fried pickles aren't on point, then what are you doing? I'm wearing my family Thanksgiving T-shirt uh, from Seaside, Florida, Seaside trip. Next time I'm in here. If you ever go to Seaside, you have to get out of there with one of those Seaside shirts that everyone and a has. 38 sticker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's absolute must. People got to know you vacation. You want to go Seaside with me sometime, Dylan? I'll go. I've only been once. You it know, was last fun. time you went, you didn't invite me. You just invited the Russ. Well, I was 19. Oh, <laughs> I'm thinking about your other Florida trip that you didn't invite me on. That was a drunk planning trip, and I did not have anything to do with it, Dylan. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee, while we were out, also made their head coaching hire. I don't think we talked about this on Thursday at all, did we? 
Uh, I don't think so. Okay, so last time we discussed this, Tennessee had fired their coach for wearing a bonnet throughout the season. Actually, it came out that uh, the Tennessee coaching staff was paying players by putting money in McDonald's bags and handing them out to players like at events, recruits, and whatnot. Love that. So uh, they cleaned house. Philip Fulmer retired. Talk about a happy meal. <laughs> there we go. Conveniently around the same time. And they hired Danny White out of UCF. I think we did make note of that. There was a lot of rumbling as to who use or who Tennessee would hire. Doesn't fucking matter. They just brought the UCF head coach too, Josh Heupel. Josh Heupel. Do you like Josh Heupel? As I hate Josh Heupel. <laughs> Josh Heupel. Um, first of all, one of the ugliest throwing motions from a quarterback, a good quarterback you'll ever see. Mm-hmm. And at the top of my all, like, wait, this guy was in a legit athlete list. He he absolutely let himself go, and he he played like not that long ago. He looks like absolute. <laughs> how shit. is he a professional? How was he like an uh, dude? An he athlete. Was, he was very good at OU. Like, it doesn't very make any good. sense. Wait, he might be younger than half the quarterbacks we were just talking about he, in the NFL. How he looks? He just looks like he he stopped playing football and sat on a couch for ten years. It's like yeah, I'll start coaching football now. Like he just looks 42. like absolute shit. He doesn't no look offense good. to Josh Heibel, who hopefully he's not. No, it's just funny. It's like it's just. Like, just what are you doing, man? Like, and you're doing you're doing that in Orlando. Yeah, one of the youngest, largest campuses. It's just in the weird country. to me when when you're when you're in an industry with the, when you're constantly surrounded by people who are in peak physical condition at all times. How do you you, know, you just look like a, a sloppy mess? Because, dude, like when you're when you're a coach at like a Division One program and stuff, you're just you're not working out anymore. You're just sitting there. Yeah, what if I told you this guy, <laughs> this guy? I know it's like, hilarious. Like, like shredded at, at OU as quarterback. It has nothing. It has nothing. To, like, even, what? Like even take his body out of the equation when it comes to being a, like a good athlete. Like just his face alone does yeah. not look like the face of a guy that's leading you, like leading the charge down the field. He looks it's like great. the last guy you'd pick for a four man scramble at a bat. Party. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, fuck, oh, we got Josh. Man. He's like, fuck. He might make a couple putts for us, but that's it. But he would make sure y'all got paid all of your correct winnings. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah he definitely fair. looks like the guy that's going outside of split wise to remind you you owe for him sure. something. Yeah. He's, sending, a, he's sending you a reminder on the Venmo later that night. <laughs> so sloppy. Oh, yeah. Oh, here's a good picture of that throwing motion I was talking about. It's just the absolute worst throwing motion you'll ever see. Does he throw the ball sideways? I was going like, to say, he doing? looks like he's a just, shot put he's, motion. He's just, he doesn't bring his arm back at all. He just he's like shot puts it. It's Randy gross. loves that is we're it better giving than him my all these pictures. Motion, though, still? Yeah, no, yeah. It's, everyone's is better than I've his. been getting really self-conscious about my throwing motion at the dog park lately. It's not the throwing Ooh, motion that, that anyone, I think, has an issue with. I thought it was the follow-through to, like, the uh, lean over, I'm not chasing them meme. That's all I remember from the video. It was a tough scene. I was not wearing the right shoes. I'm blaming the shoes. I think that's also the video I realized that J-Bone wasn't 5'4". Again, I've never met the man in person, so. <laughs> God, I hate Josh yeah, that, that surprised also me. Also probably because he went like 4-0 against Texas. I think so. I was about to say, yeah. let's, let's not what, hear what Jason White's uh, history either. Um, there. I, re- I remember watching Josh Heupel. I just don't remember like Early the actual, 2000s, I want to say. Yeah, that's kind of what. Something yeah, like that. Whatever. Do, let's do math. I guess 20 years ago-ish. Yeah, yeah. Um, 2022. Anyway, so, yeah, good, 90, for, good for 2000. Tennessee, I guess. Um, other news also. Uh, I'm sorry. No, the USC hire here. Josh Heupel, Tennessee. We've talked about search firms being involved here. Mm-hmm. You know, for those who don't know, in the other part of my days, I work for, quote, unquote, a search firm in the healthcare world. No part of my job includes if I was to identify a person for a position that we would be due in the ballpark of $120,000 for identifying said person. It ain't that damn hard for me to say, hey, uh, let's just hire the best person from the smaller pond down the street, Mm -hmm. Danny White slash Josh Heupel. And they are due to earn $240,000 here. 
this is just my uh, outward plea that if you work for this firm, holler at your boy. I, I feel like I feel like I, I feel like any of us could make a hire at that level. Yeah. Well, as KJ like sort of explained a few weeks back, it's more it's more to it than that. Like it's you're also like the scapegoat if shit goes south. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Like, oh, we didn't we didn't do anything. It's our search firm. Mm-hmm. And you, you can, that's fair. You can make calls that you otherwise couldn't. You know. Texas doesn't give a fuck. So let's let's excuse them from this story that, like, you don't want what happened at Texas to happen. Uh, reports, Texas has offered Urban Meyer the job. He declined. They offered Urban Meyer the job again. He declined. And you've got your head coach who you haven't fired. Mm-hmm. And eventually somebody said, yes, now you've got to fire, you know, part ways with your head yeah, coach. Yeah, if you use like, a firm, you can, like, actually claim, like, we well, didn't actually contact Urban Meyer and you right. you're not lost. Okay, this wasn't okay, us. Like, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Crystal Conti's name's not on the, the phone, uh, the, the caller ID. God, imagine being the firm. I want to be the firm. Yeah, this shit's tight. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Let's just Pulling open, string let's, behind let's just the open scenes. One. Hey, watch, like, watch me like, consulting. It's not like the firm has Dylan Shivery and Dylan Shivery's the one in trouble. No, the firm's in trouble. <laughs> the firm. Yeah, it's the firm fucked it up. No one knows the name of the firm. It's uh, Micah Weiner Consulting. Mm-hmm. Um, Tate Martell. 33-year-old Tate Martell transferred again. <laughs> again. <laughs> I had to uh, include the litany of his history just simply because I've heard Tate Martell's name what feels like for seven years. I've never seen the man play football. Yeah, Th- that's yeah. how I feel. Like, yeah, it's like, wh- wh- why do I know so much about Tate Martell? This dude loves just living in different college towns across America. What's not on here is God, he Dave transferred in so high school. I wish Dave was here so could make a joke about you right now so bad. <laughs> oh, man. You could have done it, too. No, man. That's it, Dave's territory. Damn. Come on. <laughs> Tate Martell, who transferred, I think, maybe twice in high school and finished out his high school career in Las Vegas at, I think, similar high school that DeMarco Murray went to. Sounds about right. Bryce Harper, too, maybe. Yep. He's from there. Committed to Washington in 2014. Changed his mind in 2015, committed to A&M. Nice little nugget on top of that is once he committed to A&M at the time, I think it was Nick Starkle was the only quarterback on the roster. Kellen Mond, I think, committed maybe the next year or something. And Tate Martell was in somebody's DMs or someone reached out saying, like, just decommit, you could go anywhere when referring to A&M. And Tate Martell says, no, the only person on that roster is Nick Starkle, and he's ass, and everybody knows it. So I could start easily as a freshman. Before he even got on campus, was saying Love the that. CDMs. Love so that. That was great. Decommitted, left, went, or I'm sorry, decommitted the next year again, signed with Ohio State, didn't play his freshman year. Justin Fields announces that he's leaving Georgia. They asked Tate Martell, like, hey, rumors are he's coming to Ohio State. How's this going to impact your commitment? Why would I be scared about someone who's never set foot on our campus and or played a single down for Ohio State? Turns I'm the quarterback Justin for Fields, this team. Though. And that's not changing. And he, he decommitted like a month later and transferred to Miami. Yeah. And then I think he got a chance to start. No, he plays. He got some snaps. He got for some sure. snaps. And then Derek King transfers in from Houston. Tate Martell says, you know what? I'm all about the team. I'll move to wide receiver. He was there for two years. Didn't play really much at wide receiver. Derek King gets hurt this year. That's the part of this story that throws me off. Is Tate Martell likely could have should have would have been the starting quarterback but it sounds like maybe that wasn't in the cards and he's transferring again as a grad transfer so any plans on playing quarterback this time all i see is first round grade who had a more hateable face out of high school tate martell or jimmy clausen oh dude jimmy clausen was the worst 
the photo of Jimmy Clausen with the four rings with his hand he's and just, his, his hair spiked like six inches tall. He's got he's got like the full <laughs> Jersey Shore haircut. But Tate Martell also like both of them just look so hateable in high school. Oh yeah, I love it. Very chachi. You know what Tate's short for? Hmm. The best part of this story. Tate. Close. Tathan. Really? We just spent all this time talking about a guy named Tathan, Tathan. Martell. Tathan. Tathan. Did they just spell that wrong on his birth certificate and went with it? I think his name was like Jeff, and growing up, like his teeth came in, and was whining all the time. He's like, "Man, this baby's just Tathan. It's <laughs> killing me." It's Dude, Rhodes about to be Tathan. <laughs> Golly. I don't know, Folks. man. That's all your sports for the day. God, the sports. You guys want some breaking news? Ooh, hit this us with it. We this got no running back, so let's do it. Screech has passed. I didn't know he had cancer. I didn't either. Yep. This will only enhance his, his followers. That works. I think I've too. said some unkind words about Screech before. Well, Screech, Screech a was a very hated person for Dustin a long Diamond. period of his life after Saved by the Bell. Not his death, he had coming. He did the, not, yeah, he did not deserve to die. No. But uh, Screech, rest in peace, Dustin man. Diamond. Dustin Diamond. A staple of a lot of people's childhoods and oh, yeah. one of mine. I never really liked Screech on Saved by the Bell even. I kinda, it never made sense to me that Zach would hang out with Screech. Like, <laughs> Needed to yeah. get his schoolwork done. Lovable loser. Yeah. Um, I don't want to out the story, but two or three weeks ago, whenever it was announced, maybe a month ago, it was announced that Dustin Diamond had – actually, it was before this. The return of Saved by the Bell mm-hmm. was, was starting, like, beginning of January. Yeah, it was yeah, – And it was. the only person who didn't make a cameo was Dustin Diamond. Mm-hmm. And they interviewed um, – And Lisa Turtle. Well, she was apparently involved in talks to come back. And they asked her, the actor for it, hey, why aren't you there? And obviously she's had some health issues. And then she, they asked about Dustin Diamond. They're like, well, the almighty diamonds, the almighty dollars, the only thing that matters to Dustin Diamond. So they got the contract right. I'm sure it'd be here. Like, you don't want to throw that shade because literally the next week announced that he had stage four cancer. A month later, checks out. Tough. So. Well, to, mm-hmm. to be fair to the new Say by the Bell, I, I, as someone who watched two episodes of it, um, it's, it's not it's not a project than... that you'd be sprinting to get your name on at this point. So, wasn't great. It's probably gonna be, it's probably gonna be better than the new Mighty Ducks series coming out soon. Mm, yeah, I'm gonna give it a try. I'm definitely gonna give it a try. Would you say you're in the top 15 percent of Peacock uh, viewership? God, I have to be. <laughs> I, I absolutely have to be. I am so done with Peacock. I'm so sick of them. On Sunday. They had a full slate this yesterday. They had a full slate of EPL games that they could be playing, and they played some hyper niche car race. Which don't get me wrong, like I do like watching a nice car race every once in a while, but you, putting that behind the paywall and just doing every single game, it's if you're an employee for NBC, you have to be angry. Yeah, I have an open dialogue via DM to the lead announcer of NBC Sports' soccer. He he really made a mistake one day by by responding to a a message that I sent him and now I just have an open dialogue with him. And one morning when I was particularly frustrated, I decided to send him a message being like, dude, what's up with all this peacock stuff? He was not a fan of me saying that. And he kind of shot back at me. Oh. Shouts to Arlo white though. He's my dog. <laughs> Dang, Dropping names. Arlo. Now he hates me. So I, I will never DM him again. He's probably, I'm surprised he hasn't blocked me yet. Anyway. Will, we cannot thank you enough. You Absolutely. did the work of you two gentlemen. Will. 
and excelled on all fronts. I know, yeah. I know, I wasn't the, the the person that people necessarily wanted, but I'm the I'm people the one that we you. needed. I think that's a lie. The Discord stands well on uh, too much dip, so it's, we appreciate it. Anytime I can help out too much dip, I, I'm always down. I I have a lot of fun coming on here, and I love what you guys are doing. With that said, let me make sure I don't play any circling back drops. Dude, just play the circling back thing. I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips. Damn.